Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Happy Friday, everybody. Number of topics to go over here. First off, this comes from Breitbart. The Florida House passes a bill to keep trans athletes out of girls' sports. Again, the simple fact that we're having to make laws about this is outrageous. Um, I can't even believe this is an actual thing. But at least it's happening, and that's certainly a good thing. Uh, The Florida House passed a bill Wednesday that would prohibit school athletic teams and sports designated for girls and women from admitting males. Good. That's how it should have always been. uh, HB 1475, the Fairness in Women's Sports Act, passed in the Republican-led state house by a vote of 77 to 40, mostly along party lines. The bill would require admission to public school and college sports teams to be based on male, female, sex, not gender identity. Uh, It's just nuts. Again, the fact that that's even a thing um, is, is beyond me. And I've spoken about it in the past that... I'm shocked that if such a thing, you know, th- that if a male were to show up and start playing a female sport, that all of the females wouldn't just quit. Why would they actually go through with it? Because again, on this on this particular this particular story, they have a picture of a guy running a, in a track meet against two women, and he's blowing them away. He's at least twelve lengths ahead of them, so. Uh, you know the entire thing is <laughs> the, the I don't know the entire thing is nuts clearly but why would why would girls even participate in this knowing full well that there's a biological male who they're who, you know they're having to quote unquote compete against it just makes no sense just don't participate again yes I agree that um, males shouldn't participate in female sports like this. But uh, females participating in the sports where males are participating, where they shouldn't be, you know, I don't know. I just feel like they're going along with it, that by participating themselves, they're just sort of perpetuating its existence. So I don't know. At least it's illegal now in Florida, like it is most places, actually. Uh, This next story I think is rather interesting, and this is – a bit of a phenomenon again that has occurred, and I've I've written about this online in the past, and it's the business of complete random strangers coming up to others and asking them if they've gotten a vaccination. Which, if like I said, it's not a vaccination, but they'll say, "Have you gotten the shot?" And I commented online about this, and as it turns out, my own mother has been asked this question at least three times now by complete strangers. And what I stated online was is that nowhere in the history of human beings has such a thing ever occurred in the past, where a complete stranger will approach another, either standing in line or one person is waiting on the other or whatever they're doing. And one person will look at the other and say, have you gotten your shot yet? And then gleefully brag about receiving an actual shot. And they say, well, I'm, I'm going to get my second or my third, you know, in the next day. I can't wait. This is a, a level of brainwashing that, um, that has never occurred before. 
I mean, and and I said this in in the online post. I basically said this is proof of the matrix. This right here is proof of it. When you have a total stranger saying such a thing to you in public, and you're looking at that complete stranger as if they're nuts, because they are, and that stranger is looking at you after you say no, or it's none of your business, or whatever you may say back, if you say anything back to them, that if you, if, if, say for example, you were to say no, if they look back at you and they think that you're the crazy person, that right there is the divide. But never before in the history of medicine, to my knowledge, has anybody publicly done such a thing among strangers, among complete strangers. We don't ask each other if we've ever gotten colonoscopies, do we? We don't ever ask each other in standing in a line next to a complete stranger if they've had their pap smear or their breast exams. Well, I got mine yesterday. I can't wait to get my second one. No one does that. But people are doing it now because they're full-blown brainwashed. It really is sad. It's very, very sad. And that leads me to this particular uh, article here. Not so much an article, more like a, uh, oh, I don't know, just a, a fact definition. But it comes from healthcare.findlaw.com. And it's titled, What is Unauthorized Practice of Medicine? Because again, this is going to lead to the last two things I'm going to I'm going to bring up here, which are rather horrific. Because it's they're coming for your children, they're coming for school aged children. Make no mistake. Uh, it says, and this is created by Find Law's team of legal writers and editors, and it was last updated on June twentieth of two thousand sixteen. It says, "quote The unauthorized practice of medicine occurs when someone gives medical advice or treatment without a professional license." The prohibition against the unauthorized practice of medicine is a precaution against people who would try to treat others without the proper training or by using unproven methods which could harm or even kill their supposed patients. As a result, all states make the unauthorized practice of medicine a criminal offense with potential serious penalties. However, the practice of medicine itself is a slippery, a slippery term which can be difficult to define. Of course, because it's the word practice it means they're trying things out. Uh, continues, quote, what is the practice of medicine? Since states are responsible for providing medical licenses, each state has a slightly different legal definition for the practice of medicine. In general, a person practices medicine when he or she tries to diagnose or cure an illness or injury, prescribes drugs, performs surgery, or claims he or she is a doctor. There's a lot there. There's a lot there that should sound like schools. It should sound like workplaces that are pressuring and forcing people to do this. Sometimes activities that might be considered the unauthorized practice of medicine are legal even when performed by people without a medical license. For example, schools may administer prescription drugs to students who need them because a doctor has already prescribed the drugs and it is generally considered safer than leaving the drugs in a student's hands. Well, of course. Again, school nurses will hold on to insulin and in many cases, the diabetic student will have to enter the nurse's office in a school building to receive the insulin. They don't take it by themselves. They take it in the presence of a nurse. Same thing with any prescription pill, for example, that has to be taken 
uh, either on an hourly or bi-hourly or whatever, a, a daily basis at a particular time of the day for a student. They'll do it in the presence of a school nurse, but they don't. They they won't do it on their own. What school nurses typically won't do and shouldn't do is actually administer the drugs themselves. I mean, th- they can. They're licensed to do it. But in most cases, they don't. As far as these shots are concerned, no chance. I've never heard of a school actually administering shots to people who attend that school. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But again, they're, they're coming for your children. And many of these, unfortunately, school boards are claiming that uh, such things are going to happen. And then, of course, threats are occurring with either job loss or whatever. This is a it's a serious legal slope here. It continues here and finishes up on medical advice. Quote, the practice of medicine becomes trickier to define when you look at medical advice. There are a few guidelines, however, that can help define when medical advice is the practice of medicine, quote unquote. In general, advice as the practice of medicine has several of the following qualities. First, advice might be considered the practice of medicine when the person giving it claims he or she is a doctor. This is because the title of doctor indicates that the person giving advice has gone through the rigorous process of medical school and succeeded in obtaining a medical license. So your friends cannot be considered to be practicing medicine when they tell you to take more vitamin C since they never claim to be doctors. Second, advice may be, pra- uh, advice may be the practice of medicine when the advice is specific to a particular person's illness or injury. Magazines and websites that offer general tips for getting over the common cold, therefore, are not engaging in the practice of medicine. But again, businesses that are saying, you need to get the shot, they're practicing medicine, and that's a crime. Schools or school boards that say, you need to get the shot, or administrators that say, you need to get the shot. They're breaking the law. And if you're a school teacher in America and you're being pressured by administrators or fellow co-workers, that's the line you use. You say, you're not a licensed doctor. You're not in a position to provide medical advice. End of story, period. That's it. And they're breaking the law. And you tell them that. You tell them they're breaking the law. It just, it, uh, I'm shocked. I mean, I'm not shocked that people are doing it in the workplace. It's absolutely horrible, but it's, uh, it's only going to get worse, I'm afraid. So there's that, which leads me to this next story, which is again going to lead to the next story and then something a little goofy at the end here. Okay. This comes from the Washington Gazette. And it's titled, Groundbreaking New Study Says Masks Are Toxic. Could contain 202,549 different viruses at any one time. You don't say. This comes from the American Institute for Economic Research. Last week, YouTube took down an 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 AIER-linked video of a scientific roundtable on COVID held by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. The stated reason concerned some passing comments by the scholars that raised questions about the masking of children. Said a YouTube spokesperson, quote, We removed AIER's video because it included content that contradicts the consensus of local and global health authorities 
regarding the efficacy of masks to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not about any virus. This is about compliance. It's about slavery. That's what this is about. It continues, quote, The ostensibly objectionable remark came from Harvard professor Martin Kulldorff when they said, quote, Children should not wear face masks, unquote, he said. Quote, They don't need it for their own protection, and they don't need it for protecting other people either, unquote. Kulldorff and others were addressing the distressing reality that children in many jurisdictions are masked on the streets and in the classroom, despite presenting nearly zero risks of several outcomes from COVID-19 and in the face of substantial evidence that children do not often spread the disease. Uh, This article is very long. It continues. I'm going to stop it there. This is from the book of No Duh. No duh. I know that's not scientific, the word duh, but that's what this is. No kidding. No kidding masks don't work. No kidding that they're harbingers of disease. And no kidding that they don't belong on the faces of children ever. No kidding. Oh, yikes. Speaking of that, and speaking of them again coming after your children, I know this is a bit of a downer, my apologies, but... um. They are coming after your kids, and here's uh, a little audio clip from a recent Stanford study where they're now injecting children who are being offered up by their parents as test subjects to start receiving the Pfizer COVID vaccine, or shot, jab, fetal, dead fetal cells, and uh, RNA manipulation, and the people in the, every single human being in this audio clip that you hear is an absolute monster, except for the two young children. And I mean, they are very young. One of them is a toddler and the other is a newborn. Um, and it's the toddler who's been offered up to receive the jab. But every single person, every voice you hear in this entire thing is an absolute monster. And I'm going to save a little comment for the last uh, for the last part of it here, but go ahead and give this a listen. Little sleeves rolled up today as a group of youngsters got a COVID shot. Good evening. I'm Alan Martin. I'm Juliette Goodrich. It is all part of an important clinical trial now underway on the peninsula. And Elgood may be just three years old, but after today, he'll be a pioneer. And El is about to get something kids his age don't yet get, a COVID vaccine. First, the jab, followed by a quick reaction. Then the Band-Aid. Andel is the first youngster to participate in a critical new study at Stanford Medical Center. His parents were motivated. Kids are getting infected just as much as adults. Zena Good is Andel's mom. She's an immunologist at Stanford. Even though uh, not many kids die from this coronavirus, uh, it's still uh, a few every month, and you don't want that kid to be yours. In a few weeks, if his parents can catch him, and El's seven-month-old baby brother, Soren, will also join the trial. He is uh, learning to crawl. The study will enroll nearly 150 kids. They all get a real COVID shot, the Pfizer vaccine. The goal to determine what dose works best. At first, children will be given very low doses 
of the Pfizer vaccine. Pediatric infectious disease specialist Dr. Yvonne Maldonado is heading up the dosing trials. Those children will be observed for side effects and reactions. And if those are acceptable um, dosing, uh, then they will go on to the next highest dosing. Once a safe and tolerable vaccine is established, a larger study in small children will be launched. 25% of our population are children. Infectious disease expert Dr. John Swartzberg at Cal says to get herd immunity, kids need to get vaccinated. So that they don't spread it to people who are more likely to get sick. Mom and dad, grandma and grandpa. As for the good family, they adore their little boys and would like to resume a more normal life. I feel like they all need to do our part to make it go away. Now, this study is already fully enrolled, but a larger study for the same vaccine in kids age 5 to 12 will be conducted later this spring. And for more information, just visit our website, kpix.com. The mother is the researcher. The mother offered up her children to receive this. She's a monster. That's number one. At the end, too, if you were to watch this video, she almost breaks down in tears. The look on her face is almost like she has a gun to her head when she's doing this, because she said, I believe, and I quote right there at the end, we're all doing our part so that we can get back to normal. That's terrifying. That's absolutely terrifying if she actually believes that. And she claims to be a medical researcher. She's the dumbest human being in the video. She's the dumbest one. And she's the one that they're all, I don't know, giddy about, excited about. Oh, she's offering up her children to receive this experimental, horrible, horrible thing while stating herself that a couple of kids die from it every month? Give me a break. Give me a break. Why on earth would you do this to your own children? Knowing the side effects, knowing that people have died immediately after taking these jabs, days, weeks, months now, it's absolutely insane. She's an absolute monster. And the doctors that they were interviewing, too, are all monsters because, again, they're pushing this now on children five and younger. This is the next step. This is the next step in inoculating these individuals, these young, healthy, already healthy human beings with a permanent RNA manipulation that will make them sick from countless things down the line. I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not breaking the law. What I am repeating is just fact. I'm just repeating fact because that's what that is. It's already been researched. It's already been proven that that is in fact the case. So you can't come after me and say, well, he's contradicting himself because he just got done reading this section about providing medical advice. No, I'm repeating things. That's all I'm doing. I'm not playing doctor. There's no stethoscope around my neck. I'm saying I'm literate, and I'm just repeating what's already been scientifically proven to be the case. Gene therapy is not a vaccination. Vaccinations are not gene therapy. There is a massive, massive difference. Gene therapy changes your RNA permanently, making you more susceptible to countless illnesses on down the line. And it's frightening. 
even the even the the media people in it and and that you know that operation mockingbird write up that they did well sleeves are rolling up in america don't worry everybody sleeves are rolling up among the youngest kids in society they're getting the shot next they're trying to make it sound so pleasant and it's a living nightmare it's a nightmare so with that in mind, again, everybody pretty much knows my stance on all of that, um, but I'm going to keep commenting on it because, again, they're coming for the kids. And notice again, and I've reported on this before, but and, and certainly made mention of it, but notice how the media never talks about all of the teachers that are falling ill or even dying as a result of this vaccination. Remember in the past I've brought up Massive school districts, entire school districts of teachers who all lined up to get the shot, and they're all taking their selfies. Oh, look, I've got the shot. And then they're out for like five days because some of them are dead and most of them are sick from taking it. It's just, it's absolute peak stupidity. There's no way around it. Speaking of peak stupidity, here's the last story. This is kind of funny and sad, but funny, I think. And I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. Um, but if you thought that uh, all school teachers are solid human beings, there's a drug dealer among some of them, believe it or not. So this comes from Gateway Pundit, and it's titled, Beloved High School Basketball Coach Dies After Attempting to Rob a Mexican Drug Cartel in North Carolina. That entire title, I mean, you almost can't make it up. So here's the details. It says, quote, a beloved high school basketball coach turns out to be more than just a basketball coach. He is found dead in what appears to be the aftermath of him trying to rob a Mexican drug cartel. Coach Barney Dale Harris was a beloved basketball coach at Union Academy Charter School, the Daily Beast reported. Students and parents alike joined in mourning the sudden death of a popular high school basketball coach earlier this week in Monroe, North Carolina. They finally recalled his uplifting, quote, all love, no fear motto and encouragement and motivation he gave to students at his school and his smile that will forever remain etched in our hearts. But two days later, the local sheriff dropped a bombshell. Teacher Barney Dale Harris had died while allegedly trying to rob a Mexican drug cartel. Yikes is about all I can say. Yikes. Uh, it continues here. The Bleacher Report noted that Harris planned to rob their local Mexican drug cartel. The Alamance County Sheriff's Office alleges that Harris and his brother-in-law, 32-year-old Stephen Alexander Stewart Jr., went to a stash house with the intent to steal drugs and money from the cartel per Hank Lee and Brianna Harper of WCNC Charlotte. The sheriff's office alleges that Harrison Stewart Jr. broke into the home and waited for someone to arrive before the robbery. An 18-year-old who was allegedly who allegedly worked as a drug runner for the cartel then walked inside when Harrison Stewart allegedly bound and gagged him before shooting him twice in the back and the neck outside the house. Stewart has since been arrested and charged with first-degree murder first-degree burglary, and possession of a firearm by a felon, according to WBTV. Per Mara, Marisak, Marusak, I don't know, uh, Johnson said that an old western shootout soon erupted between two criminal enterprises, 
one represented by Harris and Stewart Jr., and the other being the cartel. Harris was shot and killed during the gunfire and was found dead inside a bedroom in the house. Juan da Daniel Salinas Laura is wanted in connection with a case per WBTV. He is also he also has active warrants for cocaine trafficking. Yikes. Yikes. School teacher tries to rob a drug cartel for their drugs and their money. I think this clearly defines the extreme example of what happens when a teacher gets out of their lane. This is the definition of getting out of your lane. I mean, my God in heaven. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he's a better, uh, well, apparently he's not a very good robber and not a very good uh, drug dealer. But um, yeah, hard to know if he was a better teacher. We'll never know. But there you have it. Stay in your lane and don't be a drug dealer or a robber or any of that. Should go without saying. So there you have it. They're not always who you think they are. Keep that in mind. Know your teachers, ladies and gentlemen. Know them. Know who they are. But how do you know something like that? I have no idea. Have a great weekend. Catch you Monday. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.